Renew your mind. I love having coffee with my pasta. It's just so personal. Be encouraged. This is my favorite program. Pastor Kong is just so real. Hot seat, hot seat. Nourished in the word. The question and answers are spot on. Pastor Kong, we love you. This is the best. Something new is brewing. Hi, this is Pastor Kong. I want to invite you to sit back, relax, and have a cup of coffee with me. Join us for Coffee with Kong. Hello and welcome to the show known as Coffee with Kong and I'm your host, Bernard. I'm so glad you can join me on this radio show where I get to ask my senior pastor some of life's most difficult or burning questions and in the process be well equipped to understand about life, faith and ministry. Well, we believe this show will greatly bless you and hopefully help you walk closer to God and live a purpose-driven, kingdom-driven life. Pastor Kong He is the senior pastor of City Harvest Church in Singapore. And ever since May 2012, he has been on this radio show every week, answering emails that come into us at connect at cityradio.sg. This series of shows will be called 3-in-1 Coffee, where we put together three episodes or emails of the same topic, which have been covered through the years. Now, this particular three-in-one episode is titled Issues in Marriage. Now, if you haven't heard the episode on For the Merit, I suggest you head on over to click on that episode first, all right? It's uh, going to be a bit intense, uh, this one. There are just, you know, some hot buttons that cause so much stress in a marriage and it can get tough. Now, for the first email, it's about being with an unbelieving spouse. Sit back and let's have coffee with my pasta. Pastor Kong Hee. Hi, Bren. Good to be on your show again. Yes. And I'm drinking coffee out of a cup. Out of a glass. Glass. Can you yes. hear it? Yeah, but hey, Pastor, man, we're having the same glass, but uh, I have not touched mine yet. Yeah, and... Because you like cold coffee. No. <laughs> yeah. You like lukewarm coffee. Not, so, not too hot. Not I, too I like hot. it either cold or hot. <laughs> Pastor, recently we, uh, uh, we just met um, the grandson of Brother John Avanzini. Yes, uh, Jason. Jason. Yeah, Jason. We, we were together in Samarang. Samarang, yes. Yes, that's central Java. And we met him. Yes. I'll tell you, Pastor, the minute I, you know, we started talking, we, we clicked immediately. You know why, Pastor? Why? Because we we're both coffee drinkers. Wow. wow. I tell you, Pastor, I think there's something, there's some, you know, coffee really... You yeah, know, you, you yeah. can tell coffee. You know, there's this. Yeah, we, we, is it because our breath stinks? <laughs> we click right we away. We click right yeah. away. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Pastor, today I got a. Uh, okay, I don't know if it's a hot topic to to you, but it's an email. Connect at cdradio.sg. It says, "Dear Pastor Kong and Bernard, thank you for CD Radio. We are always blessed and encouraged by the wisdom and sharing of Pastor Kong, and how Bernard hosts the program with such passion and enthusiasm." Okay, thank you. Uh, I'm writing on behalf of my members on the issue of unbelieving spouse. They are saved after being married for years. How can we encourage members who are saved and their spouse is not a believer? They are dedicated members who love God and come to CG faithfully. To the unbelieving spouse, church may seem to have to have taken up too much of their time. Sometimes they will quarrel over their their faith for the wives. God calls the women to submit to their husbands. <laughs> How can they continue to submit to their husbands who are not saved yet and pray for the marriage to be strong despite the tension at times over the difference in their beliefs? How should a spouse, bracket wives, 
Continue to bear a good testimony and reach out to the husbands. Thank you for your time. And the person signs off as Xue Ling. Wow. Wow. Okay, Pastor, before we, I just love this question, I'd like to look at your facial expression. Hot seat or not hot seat? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Seal the warm, Sudo. warm, warm, warm seat. Okay, warm seat. Warm seat. Okay. Why, Pastor? Why? Uh, why? Uh, because again, whatever you're going to say, may not uh, please everybody okay, okay. yeah you know the bible says this that marriage is a very sacred institution mm. it's a sacred union and that is why I, I feel a lot for those that have different religious beliefs because our faith is such an integral part of our lives together and sometimes people don't think of it that way they think well this is just a very private matter but a marriage is a union of two people in the most intimate sense. Mm. And your faith is going to play a huge part. That is why the Bible says to not be unequally yoked yes. with people of a different belief system. Yes. But in any case, what if you're married to an unbelieving spouse? I want you to know, first off, right mm. off the bat, God hates divorce. Mm. Okay, so yes. you should not divorce your spouse. You should not devour oh. your spouse. <laughs> shall not divorce. You shall not. Yeah, you should not. First Corinthians chapter 7, the Bible gives us very clear and direct instruction mm. for a spouse that, have, that has married an unbelieving person. It says in verse 13, 1 Corinthians 7 verse 13, And a woman who has a husband who does not believe, if he is willing to live with her, let her not divorce him. Very clear. Very clear. So, if you are a, a wife and you have an you have a husband who is not a Christian, you are not to divorce him. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Otherwise, your children will be unclean, but now they are holy. So, in other words, we don't see into the realm of the spirit, but God does. When two people are married together and one is, is a believer, there is a special protection, a special covering that comes upon the entire family. Mm. So it says that although your husband or your wife may not be a believer, but the fact that you are a believer and you're filled in the Holy Spirit, there is a protection that's going to come upon your family. And then it goes on to say in verse 16, For how do you know, O wife, whether you will save your husband. How do you know, O husband, whether you will save your wife? So when you marry somebody who is not a Christian mm. and you keep your walk with Jesus intact, then there is a special grace that will come upon that marriage, upon that family, where your spouse would become open to God and to the gospel. Wow. Yeah. Now, there are a lot of variables over here. Uh, yes. Okay. There are a lot of variables to that. For example, if you as a Christian, it's a mm. bad testimony to your spouse. Mm. How is your spouse going to believe? For example, if you are a man and yet you do not take care of business, you do not provide for the family, mm. how would your unbelieving wife get touched by the Lord? If you are a man and yet you are unfaithful, Mm. How you, and, and you could be a Christian You're not going to impact your, your wife Toward the gospel And if you are the wife And yet you don't take care of the family mm. 
you are not a conscientious mother mm. and you don't submit to your husband your attitude towards your husband is bad whether is it towards religious thing or towards anything mm. you know and every man is motivated by admiration mm. yeah so singles marry somebody that you admire <laughs> you know every man is turned on by that and if your husband feels you don't respect him you don't look up to him mm. he's not going to be touched by you and if you are a christian man and your wife is is not a believer but you don't show affection to her mm. you work from morning to night or you're in church all day all night long and you don't give her time communicate with her give her affection how is she going to be moved towards the lord so when all is said and done to summarize number 1 divorce is not of god yes yeah number 2 the fact that you are a fervent spirit-filled christian who believes in the bible and loves god and is committed to the lord and to his church you bring a special grace the bible say your family is being sanctified mm. you know by this marriage just by you and now because number 3 you got to use wisdom yes don't be a stumbling block to your spouse if you're always in church 7 days a week and uh you know you don't provide for your family or you don't take care of the home mm. you don't have good relationship with your husband or your wife i mean whether you're married or not you can be a stumbling block <laughs> wow yeah i like that part pastor use uh use wisdom you know and be winsome right? yeah be wisdom winsome. and winsome wow Well, Pastor, thank you so much for answering uh, Xue Ling's email on uh, this week's topic of the unbelieving spouse. Pastor, it's not very warm. Not warm at all. I would say it's lukewarm for you, <laughs> this particular topic. You know, this, this topic has been debated by a lot of marriage experts. Oh. Yeah. Because some take a position that until your husband or wife is safe, you should stay at home and don't go to church. Well, Because... <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think that's very extreme. Oh yes, Be- because it is like this: like you go on the plane, and they'll tell you when you hit turbulence, you take care of yourself first before you can take care of others. Mm-hmm. If you cut yourself from all the fellowship of the saints, from the Word of God, from prayer and all that of the local church, your spiritual life is going to deteriorate. How mm-hmm. are you going to be a blessing to your to your unbelieving spouse? Wow. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. there, are, there are people that take a very extreme view, mm. and at the same time, there are people that take on the view that, well, any activity more than two hours a week in church is too much. Mm. So if I go to church for two hours a week, that's more than enough, and so I'm very committed already, and it's just too extreme. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I get it. I get it now, Pastor. Okay. Well, as you're saying it, starting to get a little bit warmer in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I hope your coffee is getting warmer. Yes, it is. It is. It. My, my, yeah. Even my, my, my mouth is just everything's just getting warmer. <laughs> we'll, we'll, yes, we'll, we'll just uh, thank the uh, person for writing in Shilling, and of course, thank you, Pastor Kong, for answering yes. this email. And uh, continue to write to us. Connect at cdradio.sg. Uh, make it hot for pastor, <laughs> please. <laughs> I want to leave you with a scripture from Second Corinthians chapter three, verses two and three. Paul says, "You are our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read by all men. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the Living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of the flesh, that is of the heart." 
So many of our unbelieving spouse may have never read a Bible before, but yet they are reading your life. So let's preach the gospel at all times and only when necessary use words. Let our life be a testimony of the reality of Jesus. Okay, that was part one. For the next email, we will be talking about issues with the in-laws. Are you experiencing something like that? Or do you know of anyone who is? It can be very scary when our in-laws become outlaws. Hi, Ben. Good to be on your show again. Pastor, well, we are uh, quickly into the uh, episode today. Uh, i tell you what's the, the, the title. It's very interesting. It's called In-Law Issues. In-law issues. Make sure your in-laws are not outlaws. Yes, yes, yes. You're going to say that, right? I was going to say that, Pastor. (laughs) Okay, uh, somebody wrote to us, uh, connect at ctradio.sg. He says, hi, Bernard and Pastor Kong. Thank you for responding to my email and I hope my question is not too hot for Pastor. (laughs) So far, I've been uh, quite unsuccessful, but I'll try my best. Okay, it says here, my husband and I have gotten our new BTO flat last year and we are so excited about it. We are in the midst of getting it ready. However, I realized that some of our interior design ideas of our house, my in-laws just cannot agree with it. They will comment that this idea or that idea is not good. They did provide us with some good ideas, but some of them I cannot agree, but yet I don't want to disrespect them. I told my husband about it with disgust. P.S. My husband did help to talk to my dad-in-law, but he seems unpleased. We then took away some of our ideas because we don't want to make them unhappy and make them feel that we don't respect them. I really don't want to have disagreements with my husband because of this. We actually had some disagreements already because of this. Yet, I feel very helpless. Why can't we make our own decisions for our house? I feel so restricted to decorate my own home. I hope Pastor can help me to handle this wisely. How should I respond if I cannot agree with them, yet they won't feel that I'm being disrespectful? Please keep my name anonymous. Thank you so much. Pastor, I'm sure in 27 years of uh, of running City Harvest Church and being a senior pastor, you have definitely heard more stories than this. But um, how do you how do we manage when it comes to if you are, I can understand if you are living under someone else's roof. Right. But when it comes to your own, you, you can understand the struggle yeah. here, right, Pastor? Yes. So the, the, the key thing is this, how to, how to establish certain boundaries and yet don't dishonor your parents. Yeah. And, and let me tell you, there's no easy way out. Mm. You just have to set those boundaries. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you just have to because um, when you have your own home, you have grown up, it's time for you to leave the nest. Mm. And I know it's going to be painful for them to cut the apron uh, string, but you must nonetheless do it. But you must do it without dishonoring them. So be as polite as you can, be as loving as you can. Mom, Dad, I really appreciate your advice. I, I'll do my best. I'll, I'll try to, to accommodate all that, you know, but uh, we have worked out with our interior decorator and we feel that this is the best way to do it. And mm. you know, that, that table I know is very precious. It's from 300 years ago and handed down generations maybe maybe what we can do is that we we, we can wrap it out and i can put it 
somewhere else and keep it for one day for our grandchildren but really it, it just cannot mm. fit into our house right now mm. Mm. <laughs> so at least okay I understand Pastor. So you, you know the thing here is this you must understand our parents want the best for us and when they give their opinions it's always for our good mm. and sometimes when, when we don't listen to their opinions to them they're worried that you don't love them anymore mm. that you don't want to honor them or they're no longer important to you if you can assure them like you know why don't you just go and hold your mom or hold your dad by the hand and say dad your opinion is so important to me your your advice is is so needed and I need them for years and years to come mm. and I, I just love you so much and I know you want nothing but the best mm. for me but in this area mm. I I feel that I have to make a certain decision for ourselves I hope you understand that mm. I love you mm. so Pastor but this from from how I understand you are explaining to me is probably the son should do this because this is the daughter-in-law who is having a problem so would would it apply the same way the daughter-in-law goes no the daughter-in-law should not go to the father-in-law <laughs> it should be the son doing it the son should do it right the husband should do it yeah the husband should do it hmm. As even as I'm reading this I got a feeling that as I interpret this I got a feeling that actually the the girl's uh, parents are probably cool about a lot of things and then it's the the husband's so the husband got to step up your husband got to step up wow your husband got to go to bed for you your husband got to be the shining knight uh, <laughs> on the white horse on the white horse <laughs> unless your husband agrees with the then wow. it's something that then it's not your in-law it's not an in-law problem is you have a disagreement with your husband wow <laughs> it's a disagreement within <laughs> it's, yeah 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 mm. so it's no longer an in-law outlaw problem it's a in-house problem <laughs> so 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 it is advisable that the, the of course the, the the son goes to the the father not the the daughter-in-law yeah 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 it must be the son okay okay and uh for <laughs> let's take this one step further and if they are in that sense uh b- borrowing uh money from the parents okay that that's how I interpret it so okay that right? that adds a complication yeah. Yeah. You know, the Bible says the borrower is servant to a lender. The Yeah. Yeah, once you you have borrowed money, then Or if you, you're asking for help them in that sense. Yeah. Then it is more difficult to break free and to set boundaries. But it's not impossible. You can try. <laughs> but the success is not as guaranteed. Not as guaranteed, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Pastor, we shall, we shall. Not very hot, right? No, not hot at all. At all. <laughs> yes, yes, and I hope uh, the 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 uh, author of this email, you know, you and uh, months ahead, you will know exactly what to do, and your husband as well will be honor a- your parents yes. at all times. Yeah. Honor your parents, yes, Pastor. Yeah, but learn to set certain boundaries too. Amen and Amen. I want to leave you with a verse from Genesis chapter 2 and verse 24. It says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So in order for there to be a cleaving between a husband and wife, there must be a real physical, emotional leaving with father and mother, at least for a short season of time. 
God bless. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. If you got a burning question or a topic to suggest, please write in to us at connect at cdradio.sg. We love to hear from you. And for the last bit, we are going to turn up the heat. It's an email about a wife who discovers that her husband is into pornography. Now, if you're going through any marital problems, we pray that your marriage will be covered by the blood of Jesus. Hi, Bern. Good to be on the show again. Yes, Pastor. And I can see that it, I can't see through the cup, but I can think, I can just guess that the cup is halfway through. Is it less? Uh, it's about halfway through. Halfway through, right? But this is like my... Da, 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 da. This is like my fifth cup today. <laughs> Pastor. And today I had Indian lunch. Yeah, and, and, and then I tried the Indian coffee. Oh, I got sugar attack. <laughs> you know, I drink coffee without sugar, right? Actually, Pastor, when you have Indian food, you must have Indian tea. Yeah. Tea, yeah. I made a mistake. Indian coffee is oh, so sweet. <laughs> okay, Pastor. Yeah. Uh, as far as I know, for the record, you are one of the fastest coffee drinkers I ever know on the planet. <laughs> on the planet. Yes. Pastor. I, I think I'm also the biggest cons- consumer of coffee, right? Yes, in my phone. <laughs> In my phone list, you are the biggest. Biggest. <laughs> okay, Pastor, today I tell you... And to, let me tell you, today is a slow day. Five cups, slow day. Slow day? Slow day. But, but Pastor, i got to tell you, I'm going to fire the grill right now. Okay. Because it's going to be a very, very hot topic. Bring it on, brother. Okay, Pastor. You know, uh, this uh, I know last week and, and this week, we're going to dedicate it to all the marriages. marriages okay, okay. Marriage okay, problems. Okay, 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 okay. But Pastor, i tell you right, it's the, what is the title of this topic? This is very scary. It's called Pornography in Marriage. <laughs> ah, I'll tell wow. you, this is very... It is... I, I'm trying my best. Okay, okay. It, it, the email, connect at cdradio.ag. Somebody wrote to us. Okay. Hi, City Radio and Bernard and Pastor Kong. Thank you for your amazing ministry. Sorry to be putting you on the hot seat for this question. I would like to ask Pastor about pornography. Listen up, Pastor. The email okay. starts... I recently got married less than a year. I grew up in City Harvest and he grew up in another traditional local church, about 100 plus over members. And adjusting to this lifestyle is a little difficult for me, marriage, okay? I recently found out that my husband watches porn. Mm. And I, I, maybe I should say this is bracket here, the rape kind. So when I ask him- The what? Rape. The rape. Yes. Violent porn. Yes. Okay. So when I asked him about it, he denies it. So when I asked him about it with the proof in my hands, he just stayed silent after he was saying how stressed he was with work and all. Mm. But he did say he would stop and he would find help. A little too much info that he was watching enough porn to, you know, get himself satisfied. Mm -hmm. But we couldn't have sex for a month or so. And I chanced upon it again and again. So since I married into his church, I decided to ask his pastors for help. But he gave excuses to the pastor about him not having his own time for his own hobbies. And that's why he stressed and he turned to pornography. Mm. By this time, my trust in him is decreasing. Mm, mm, mm. Each time I find out about it, when you stay together, it's quite hard to keep secrets. And now instead of having chance upon him viewing porn, I felt bad going to the shared computer to check histories Mm. and find out it went from rape to searching about people being raped. Wow. I don't know which is 
better people in real life who is raped or acted raped. And he doesn't like having sex with me now. When we were dating, he would try to advance on me, but I stopped him. I told him we can do it many times in marriage, not now. Mm. The ironic part is that his parents are elders of the church and he is a worship leader. Mm. Knowing this, that the pastor still allows him on stage every other week and he is also a, well, he, she brackets here, PCGL. I think potential cell group leader. Mm-mm-mm. And then she says, I think in City Harvest, the pastor I'm under would ask the person in question if the person would step down for a while and reflect about it. Mm. What should I do, pastor? And I feel like running back to my family home, but they'd be running away from the problem. I think if by chance we are separated, I'm quite happy to not have him as my burden. Mm-hmm. But I said the vow to have him for better or worse. Right. And it is painful to know he would rather watch porn than to have sex with me. Mm. She brackets here, I don't think I'm that bad looking and I haven't changed since we got married. Mm. But I shouldn't think about divorce because God hates divorce. Right. But I'm slowly catching myself wishing that he or me is sent back to heaven so that this fake loving marriage that I have would stop. Mm-mm-mm. Bernard, this message has quite a lot of intimate info. So even if you don't air it, but help me ask pastor about it, it would be good. I'm struggling. Mm. Please help. Anonymous. Mm. Pastor, that's the whole gist of the email. It is, mm. I say, a hot seat question. Is it hot seat? Yeah, hot seat. It's a hot seat question because 22% of Christian men struggle with pornography. Yes. Yeah, and that's the statistics uh, in America. Yes. And I don't think it's the rest of the world is too far, far away. Me, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we are talking about almost one quarter to one fifth. Yeah. So what's wrong in pornography? Pornography is wrong because it objectifies women from their worth as a precious creature of God to an object to be used yes yeah and especially when whether is it play acting or not this this genre of pornography uh, this brother is watching uh, is promoting violence against women yeah so I think that is a strict (laughs) no-no yeah so I think that's the first thing number two pornography is precisely bad because studies have shown it actually drives down the sexual drive in a healthy marriage. Mm. Because what is written in the email is just very typical. Yeah. Especially for a man, finding sexual release through pornography. And if he does it often enough, first of all, it becomes an addiction. Mm. He'll want to do it more and more and more. And he enters into a unrealistic fantasy world mm. that would compromise his interest in actual sexual relationship it will compromise his reality his reality as well yeah and another thing is that exactly what I've just said is addictive Mm. it actually uh, weakened the inner self-control and the inner drive of a human being Mm. you know God has created us with inner strength but just like any form of addiction pornography like gambling like alcoholism they release certain hormones in our brain, in our being, that actually strengthen the craving and weaken our inner strength. Mm. 
Yeah. So we become a weaker person as a result of that in life. Wow. Yeah. So what should you do, Pastor? Yeah. What should you do what with this? What should you do? Yeah. I think you you need to have a heart to heart talk with your husband. You need to have a heart to heart. Serious, serious. Right? Serious talk. Yeah. Say that I I don't like this. You are married to me, and Jesus says that if you look at someone else、mm. with unclean thoughts, yeah, then you have. In a sense, committed adultery, adultery、yes. in your heart,、mm. and and I don't want you to commit adultery in your heart with another actor or actress,、mm. you know. And I want you to be faithful to me,、mm. even in in your mind.、Mm. I I don't think it's it's unreasonable or unfair for a wife to say that to the husband.、Mm. Yeah. So, Pastor, in this talk, would would you advise like? There be like a pastor around, or is this just really like serious talk first? Would you would you suggest that they also seek? Uh, uh, I think so. I think if if a talk is not enough to bring about、uh, a serious change, I think you should suggest seeking a marriage counselor.、Mm. Yeah, a, a good Christian marriage counselor.、Mm. But I, I can tell you this that. Most secular marriage counselor I know would never endorse pornography, because pornography, even though a lot of guys、uh, indulge in it, it is still a hindrance to a happy marriage. Well, Pastor, saying that that is the the main reason. <laughs> yeah, that's the main reason, right? Pastor, in all your twenty seven years as a pastor, have you ever had to counsel, had to speak with men who? Married and have issues like this. Yeah, yeah.、Uh, even pastors struggle with this. You know,、uh, recently I had to counsel someone who found that his dad, who is a key leader in the church,、hmm. uh, actually is addicted or was addicted to pornography, and it really affected his confidence、hmm. in his dad. Yeah, and in church leadership, because he grew up. Hearing that we got to walk in purity, we got to be morally upright, not just in our actions, but more importantly, in our thoughts,、mm. in our inner desires and motivations, and then to find that、uh, the man that he respected so much,、uh, who has been teaching this as an elder in the church,、mm. to walk in holiness, righteousness, is actually secretly a、uh, pornography addict. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. That's tough. Pastor. When you when when I was reading the the the、uh, email, I think the author of the email is also very. I think at this point in time, very jaded, right? Very discouraged, and I also don't think it's it's very healthy to if you want to make things work to to say that. Oh, I wish we are you know divorced. I wish we are. You know, I mean, <laughs> can't blame her too. But yeah, I know it's tough, but. Don't go that road. You know, don't go the divorce,、uh, the divorce road. Don't、yeah. don't allow those thoughts to cross your mind. Don't let it be sown as a seed in your mind. But you must pray for your husband. You must talk to your husband, and if need be, seek help. Amen and、yeah. amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much for answering this.、Uh, uh, I feel it's a hot seat question. It is a hot seat question. <laughs> oh man, I'm good. I'm doing good. <laughs>
I think it's been quite a while since you put me on hot seat. Yes, yes, yes. And of course, uh, uh, if you if you want to help me to make the, the seat a little bit hotter, please continue to write to me, connect at cdvideo.sg. I'll do my best to uh, reply you as soon as possible. And of course, I always do my best to put pasta on hot seat. I want to leave you with two verses of scripture today. Psalms 119, verse 37. For those of you that are struggling with pornography, the Bible says, Turn away my eyes from looking at vanity and revive me in your ways. So we must pray, God, turn my eyes away from looking at immoral things so that I can always have revival spiritually. And for those of you who are struggling, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13, no temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide the way of escape also so that you will be able to endure it. God bless. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you have a burning question or a topic to suggest, write to us. Connect at cdradio.sg Connect at cdradio.sg To find out more about City Harvest Church, visit our website at www.chc.org.sg www.chc.org.sg Don't forget to follow Pastor Kong Hee on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. At PS Kong Hee. At PS Kong Hee. God bless you and stay safe.